All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Just after 5 o'clock, how are you? Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, presented by Play Alberta. You can get involved. You can text us 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. We have uh, Mark Spector coming up, uh, Robbie Shrimp. We'll have a little uh, fantasy football. Also, as we do it every day on the show, we make a $20 wager. Uh, We have three picks. We parlay it all at playalberta.ca. And anything we win at the end of the month goes to charity. Uh, We're helping out Kidsport this month and so we always look for a listener interaction if you have a play tonight that you think is pretty good text it to 10 or to uh 401 1440 833-401-1440 text it in and uh hey no you could use it and hey you could be helping out kidsport if you get it right so let us know now let's get to the spec report brought to you by g s construction as uh, they are uh, heading into a busy time, and you know what that means. They're hiring. If you want to work for a fantastic company, huge sports fans. You got, if you're a sports fan, you'll fit in well. Great culture, great unity. Check it out, Indeed.com, and look up GS Construction as we uh, welcome in Mark Spector from uh, Sportsnet. Once again, Spec, happy Monday. How you doing? Doing great. Jay, what's going on, man? Well, lots is happening, man. It was a busy weekend. Uh, CFL, that was quite the game. I don't know if you could ask for a better finish 
for the uh, the hometown Elks. Uh, it did not look good when you had 11 passing yards midway through the third quarter. But then, you know what, uh, young quarterback, he found his legs, found his arm, and the Elks offense got rolling. And then they, they get a final play of the game, game-winning field goal by Mr. Faithful. And he's waving as the queen in the locker room afterwards. And there's probably four to 5,000 awesome. people on the field. You know what? And it was a perfect night for football. Like, you couldn't – like, if the Elks are going to get back into the psyche and emotion of, of their, their fans, that's the way to do it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you're right. Every single box got checked. I've even forgotten how poor the uh, the Elks played for three quarters because they played so well in the fourth quarter, <laughs> right? I mean, where they have? I think they had 21 passing yards through three quarters. I'm looking at scoreboard going, what? Like, uh-huh. is that a typo? Uh, but, you know, here's what I'm going to say. Look, at the Elks have been looking for a hook here in the city for a long time, right? They've been looking for something, anything that people can grab onto and, and latch onto and, and – you know, a, a player, a face, a name. If Trey Ford doesn't have his face all over every bus in this town, if he's not at every appearance all winter long, I mean, that guy should be dropping the puck at the home opener for the Oilers. This guy should be everywhere starting like five minutes ago until next season starts because he is the man. He's handsome. He's good. He's young. He's uh, fast as the wind. Right? You need a guy, they got the guy. Since Gizmo Williams, like and like Tony Tompkins, you know, he had some time. Donnie Ashley, decent punt return and stuff. But as far as like a guy who people waited to see that was that entertaining, honestly, I'm I'm not saying because Giz yeah. was on a totally different level. But what Trey Ford does, he might be the most exciting player the Green of Gold have had. Not the best, the most exciting since Giz. Well, first, I mean, two things. Giz did it for a lot longer, so I'm not passing over Giz yet. No, no, I'm just saying, no, he's the most exciting since Giz is what I'm saying. I know you're not either. I know you're not either. But you know what else? Gizmo wasn't a quarterback, right? This guy's a Canadian quarterback here in our town. Uh, got every attribute you want. I mean, he, he looks like a young Tracy Ham at this point or Damon Allen when he first showed up here. Uh, this young, like I said to you before, he's, he's big, strong Canadian and he's handsome and he's well-spoken and he, I've, I've not met him. I'm not down there. Looks like he's smart and conversant and able to do the talk shows and able to go out in the community and think in his feet. Like this guy's not, you know, when when I see him speak, I see a sparkle in his eye and I see a guy that that's ready for the spotlight. And, oh, my goodness, are the Elks ready to have a guy that someone wants to put a spotlight on? I mean, this is a guy. This is a gift from the football gods for the Elks. And I hope I hope to goodness that they take full advantage of him because, I mean, this is, you couldn't ask for better. No, yeah, you couldn't. Um, the, the Edmonton Oilers uh, continued on. They had a skills day today with their captain skates. And uh, Adam Huxley, uh, formerly in the organization who now works uh, – as a, as a skills coach for Pep, uh, he was out there running all the drills and, and everything like that. Um, it, it really, as I was watching, and I watched the second group, I stayed behind and, and watched the second group a bit, and I was really okay. focusing in on, on Brandon Sutter. Because, Speck, uh, the, the more I look at it, like if I'm the Edmonton Orders, I'm just like, I want Brandon Sutter to be my fourth-line center. 
He's six foot three. So he wins faceoffs. He's a right so shot center. He's defensively responsible. He's got enough offensive upside, right? He's always had good hockey sense. It's all about is the foot speed there from two years removed, and and how does his cardio handle it, right? He says he feels great now, which is awesome. But I just, you know, I watched it and I felt like, man, like here's an opportunity for a guy. He's going to come in Edmonton on a team where he could fill a really important role and have a chance to win. Like this is the ideal situation for him. And you know what? Uh, I'm looking forward to talking to him, but I was watching closely in the drills and like spec. He, I didn't see anything from just a, a pure skating standpoint. Now, of course it's not game pace. I get that. So that's, and I'm not mm-hmm. even sure I can get that in preseason. That's the problem. Like how will they know if Sutter has the pace because we all know preseason pace is like maybe the last two games, maybe 80% of the regular season. You know what? I always say it, Jay. The players know, right? The players know if a guy can do it, if he's fast enough, if he's good enough, if he's faking it, right? If he's, you know, if he looks like he's going to be good for a little while, but not for the long term. First of all, the players know. Second of all, the coaches are paid to know. And you know what? Here's what I like about Brandon Sutter, or what I think about Brandon Sutter. Okay, here's a guy. So, yeah, he's had two years off after suffering long COVID. Yeah. That's never good at his age, okay? No. There's, I'm not going to argue with you there. However, here's a guy who's had a career that's been interrupted with injury all the way through. This guy has just had injury troubles. That's who he's been in his career. Some guys are like that. Uh, his uncle Daryl was like that, right? His uncle Daryl had a lot of injuries in his career. And so did Brandon. But now you got the guy coming off of two years of, of not playing, so he should be absolutely as healthy as he could be. And the last thing is, Jay, you only want nine minutes a night out of this guy, right? Because That's all you want. He's not coming in this year. He's been as high as a second-line center in his career. I think, you know, he's a career third-line center. And on this team, he's a fourth-line center. So if ever there was a time when Brandon Sider might be able to give me nine minutes a night, this is the time. If you can't do it here, Jay, I probably can't do it anywhere. No, no, and and that's fair. I just think it's it's almost like a gift opportunity because if you would have said at the start of the summer the orders are going to sign a player for probably league minimum who's six foot three can win fifty three percent of his face offs is good responsibly Take defensively it. can kill penalties you'd be like oh my goodness sign me up and and that, and that might happen up. here and so <laughs> it, it could be yeah. like a, a real win win for both parties uh, involved. And as I was sitting down, I'm crunching some numbers because we know the orders are going to start with 21 man roster. I, I don't see any way you can fudge the numbers to, to get to, to 22 even, but nope. when, when you look at a crude cap space and I look at Raphael Lavoie who, and people are like, ah, oh, Raphael Lavoie hurt himself because you know what? He, he didn't take the 775, whatever, but he still makes a hundred grand and a bit less than Derek Ryan and Matthias Janmark, etc. Do you think there's a chance? We saw it last year at TSN, Mark, a little bit 21 man wrong. Do you think there's a chance that one of those veterans gets put on waivers? No. Nope. Okay. Absolutely not. Uh, Derek Ryan is as is, is sure a thing for a fourth line player as you could possibly want. He's a giant character guy like don't get me wrong i'm not saying Derek ryan's wayne gretzky but i am saying give me a fourth line player who can play center play the wing who can win faceoffs, who can kill penalties who is of the highest character oh and who can give you 12 goals if you get some chances and never get in the power play that guy makes my team every day out of every year that's Derek ryan 
And Yanmark, you know, there was some roster things going on last year, and that's why he got sent down. I understand it. It's a cap situation, so never say never. But they like Yanmark. I know the coaches like him. I like him. He's an old veteran guy who you don't even notice him in October, November, December, January, maybe even February. But then when we get into March and April and May, you're sure glad you have him. So to me, he's part of this team. Could he get caught up in some roster dance and have to go down? I guess Jay could. You know, they all can. But I think Yanmark's a big part of this thing. He busts his foot last year in the first game of the playoffs. That's yeah. no fun. But I think he's a big part of it. Yeah, you know what? It was funny. A lot of, there's some, I talked to a few coaches about that, and they felt like that was that was a loss that people kind of maybe undervalued yeah. as to just some of the small big things loss. that he does. He also, for, you know, this has nothing to do with anything unless you're a jersey collector, but uh, he's changing to number 13 <laughs> this season. Uh, oh. he, he wore 13 a lot before, so he's going uh, from 26 to 13. So that's two years in a row now. A new player will be wearing number 13. And uh, he's hoping he has a little okay. bit more success in that number uh, this year than uh, 13 did last season. So if who was your, 13, yes, wait, uh, who was 13 before Paul Yarvey? Oh, before Paul Yarvey? Oh, jeez. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Like, well, I know German Titoff wore 13, and there's probably some other guys that have worn um, in the decade of Bill Lindsley wore it a million years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, the rap. Like, I'm trying to think sure. of the guy, the most recent guy that had it before Paul Yarvey, and I can't think of him. Um, yeah. Um, no, you know what? Did, Z- did Zoltok Connor, who is it? Jason Garrison. Jason Garrison. Camilleri oh, before Jason that. Garrison. David oh, yeah. DeHarnay. Yeah. Camilleri. <laughs> DeHarnay. How could you forget DeHarnay? Yeah, Camilleri. The, the, right. the guy made the trade all worthwhile because of one game against San Jose. It was unbelievable. So that was, <laughs> no, it's true though. Right? It got him through the series, man. That the, <laughs> yeah. He had the goal and assist. He in was one a one-game pickup. <laughs> well, no, but he he was good. But that one game, one that helped him win the yeah. series. That makes the trade all. People were like, oh, they only traded for DeHarnay. I'm like, what are you talking about? He basically almost we scored the overtime winner had an assist that was three to two in the game are you kidding me like that one game makes the yeah. trade all worthwhile all day every day as you you know the the orders rookie camp gets going in penticton and uh, you know there's calgary and everybody's back in there which for many years was a great event i think it's good that it's back edmonton's roster obviously is a little bit different than it was before because i'm not sure there's any and, and well i don't think lavois is going there so i don't see anybody on no, that roster no. spec who, who's going to make an impact this year? Or do you think there's somebody who, midway through the season, like, do you think Borgo gets any games this year? Is there any other young player that you think could surprise and get some games later in the season in Edmonton? The only thing, not any of them that are going to Penticton, because Borgo, to my understanding, Borgo's not going to Penticton either. Okay. So... I'm, you know, if the question is, are any guys in Penticton going to play? The easy answer is not unless there's about 500 injuries. Um, you know, Borgo, for Borgo to play, there has to be, um, you know, Lavoie is going to have to not be good enough for one. There's going to have to be a bunch of injuries, and he's going to have to be killing it in Bakersfield. Listen, you can always, re- you got to always remember in a cap system, everybody's kind of thin. Depth isn't great in any good team. Like, guys don't have a whole bunch of great players that aren't on their team. So if injuries come, you know, on the back end, who's your first guy that comes up tomorrow if there's injuries? Is it Nima Linen? I think so. Yeah, probably Nima Linen. So he's not a bad – I kind of always like Nima yeah, Linen. I like the aggressive part of his game. 
Sorry? Yeah, he could fill in for a, a week to a month. I don't think it would be uh, terrible. I, I kind of, I, like I say, I, 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 the one thing he brings is he steps up on guys, and the Oilers don't really have a lot of that. Unfortunately, the rest of his game hasn't been there to support those minutes when he does, when he's doing that, his thing. But you know what? I, I can't give you, I mean, that, that's our guys. Borgo's your top right winger. Um, you know, it depends. Does Sam, does Sam Gagne or Brandon Sutter end up on the farm uh, after their PTO because they're the next guy coming up if they do? Uh, Nima Linen's your first defenseman coming up after that. Who knows who's down there? So Gleason you know, probably who's at the this goalie point? down there. Is, is it is it Pickard again down there? Is the goalie? Well, I is think that Edmonton's third goalie these days. Uh, well, Rodrigue was very good last year. I, I think he might. You know, Pickard might be the guy if if he's just going to back up and play. But I think if they're looking to say, hey, yeah. depending on how this season goes, but the way Rodrigue played down the stretch last year, I think he might get a look first potentially. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're finally at a point where we, uh, I don't want to say this too callously, but I don't really care that much about who's in Bakersfield because the team up here is really good. <laughs> we used to be sitting here waiting for the, as Connor McDavid said the other day, waiting for the first round pick to come save us and get us into the playoffs. We're not there anymore, and I kind of like it. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, you ask any Oiler fan, I think they've they've read that book enough that they don't, they'd rather go in a different <laughs> chapter at oh, this boy. point, for sure. Spec, have a good one. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. I, I thought you were going to ask me for my favorite singer that made a movie. And oh, I was going to pay it? homage to the last guy in this spot and say Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he was good in that one movie, that's for sure. So he's been in, he's, he's actually a ridiculously talented artist. So that's true. Yeah. Right. Oh, and guys who are Sagittarians also have a great sense of humor and a great conversationalist. So I just want you to know that as well. So do you know? Do you know any? <laughs> Who's a Sagittarius that you know? <laughs> See you later, buddy. See you, buddy. That's uh, Mark Spector. Uh, in case you had missed the uh, Terry Ryan earlier on uh, Ryan's rant, he wasn't. He he has some questions about astrology. If you missed it, uh, we'll have it up uh, later on uh, on YouTube and on our uh, uh, Facebook page and everywhere else, so you can check it out. Uh, when we come back, former first round selection of the uh, Edmonton Orders, Rob Shrimp. And uh, he's now, he's actually going to join us live at 7 a.m. That'll be about 7.20 in Hong Kong. He will join us next to talk about his new job in hockey on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live on Sports 1440. Maybe for fun, uh, for Terry, we'll do a pick day based solely off of horoscope predictions. Who knows? Maybe it'll work. We'll find out. You never know, man. Let's be honest, cons. You uh, you never know. I don't know. Nobody knows. Anyway, let's go around the NHL now. Brought to you by McDonald's for a limited time only. You can enjoy the Mighty McMuffin or the Mighty McGriddles breakfast sandwiches with bacon, sausage, egg, and cheese on a McGriddle or a McMuffin only at McDonald's. And uh, we are joined now by a gentleman who is the 25th overall selection in the 2004 NHL entry draft, played for the Islanders, Oilers, and the Atlanta Thrashers in the National Hockey League, then spent uh, another uh, seven seasons playing uh, hockey in Europe, and he now just has himself a new gig. Very interested to hear, as he is the director of hockey operations for the Hong Kong Junior Tigers. Rob Shrimp joins us uh, on the line, of course, on Sports 1440, and those watching live on the Orders Nation YouTube. Rob, welcome back, man. How are you doing? 
Mr. Gregor, how you doing, buddy? Hi, Mr. Whoa, whoa, whoa here. I'm good, though. I like that. I like that kind of, but not really. Now, you're in Hong Kong. It's 7 a.m. in Hong Kong. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, uh, 7.25 a.m. So okay, we're, perfect. We're so tell me, as the director of the Hong Kong Junior Tigers, what, what does that entail? Are you just, I, I'm assuming you're there to help grow the game of hockey. Yeah, you know, with the organization here, uh, the Junior Tigers, you know, about 600 registered players, whether it be learn to play, learn to skate, um, you know, the elite programs, the island league. So it's a pretty big uh, organization. And there's, there's some other initiatives, too. So uh, looking at putting in, uh, I think we got a bid in for the Trinity D Quebec uh, to head over to that. I got to go twice as a player when I was young. So okay. to be able to do it as a coach would be pretty cool. Um, and then the next piece is the ASL, the Asia Super League. Uh, so there's some pretty cool initiatives that are going on and, and growing the game, like you said, growing the game, but also kind of giving this this organization uh, a little bit of a, of a step up as, as far as what they offer and what we're developing. So that's one organization. How many organizations are there separately in Hong Kong now for hockey? I mean, I don't have the total landscape. I've been here about a month, but if, from my understanding, it's like four, it's four organizations, okay. roughly. Uh, there might be a couple more that I'm missing, but again, I just I'm getting my footing and kind of getting the backdrop. So, but from what I see, it's four, and they kind of they're running, um, <clears throat> you know, their programs and getting more and more players involved and and you know growing at the grassroots level. Which which is key for for any country that wants to grow. You, you know, you look at Canada and soccer and basketball. It's not a quick yeah. fix. It takes a while. It, it likely takes sometimes ten, fifteen, twenty years to really see the fruits of it. Um, but it, it's something where. You know, hockey now, I, I think it's changed in, in a lot of ways in certain aspects. Some of the stuff's still the same, but th- there's definitely more of a, a an emphasis on creativity and, and skill development. There's not as much just dump and chase and run guys over and see if you can light someone up with a massive check. Hey, that's still part of the game, and that's nice. But d- is it is it easier to introduce people, do you think, to the game the way it's going now than it would have been 20 or 30 years ago? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's totally different. It's, um, you know, the, the style play at the top level, right? Like you just touched on it. It's, it's much more skilled. They're highlighting different things. It's less about fighting and, and that rough and tough fight, which it would be all, you know, if you're a true hockey fan, you love all, all of the parts of hockey, fighting, hitting, all that good stuff. But there's also other pieces to love as well. The skill level, the speed, and you know, that kind of chess match is, is unique in itself. So I think the game's really changed, evolved a lot. You know, the rules changed in 0405 in that lockout, and I think now we're starting to bear the fruits of that, you know, whatever, 18 years down the road or whatever that number is, and it started to, the game's totally changed, and I think we can all agree on that. And it's an easier sell. The only thing is now is it's a matter of, like, the game's also got really expensive for youth hockey, so yeah. it's tricky because uh, it's it's not you know in the sense it is for everyone but for cost wise it's not for everyone i i know our family wouldn't have, we would never uh we would not have been able to play if if it was 450 bucks for a twig and 1200 bucks for skates <laughs> so so yeah you know it's, it's sticky no that's totally fair rob shrimp joins us from hong kong uh, executive director of the hong kong junior tigers now Rob, how many rinks are there in hong kong uh, and, and you don't have to give me exact but like is it you know are they up to 10 15 20 is it or is it still a challenge to find good ice in hong kong uh it's up to, i think there's six from my, i might be mistaken on the number it's five or six and they're, they're different they're most of them are carved out of malls you know they're in the mall space okay almost like uh you know the uh, elements in kowloon that's again it's a mall rink mega box is a mall rink um, the one on Discovery Bay, it's in a mall. Uh, that one's probably the biggest and best. It's it's pretty. It's a great facility, and um, 
you know, really, really nice. They ran the uh, Skate Asia out of there. They just had like 2,000 figure skaters come through about a couple weeks ago. So it's a, it's a really nice venue for, for um, you know, ice sports. But, yeah, that's it. There's run six. And then, you know, Shenzhen is not too far away from us. So traveling to China, uh, mainland China is not too difficult. Okay. It's pretty easy as far as, like, uh, you know, distance-wise. So there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of, um, you know, Rings to facilitate the, the interest so far. Now, Rob, you mentioned uh, you'll be coaching as well. And so, you know, you're coaching. Now, do you coach all different levels? Do you have one specific age group that you're coaching yourself and then overseeing the whole program? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of have my hands. I'm the director of all of it. So I'm, I have my hand in, in most of the practices. Uh, we have the Island League, which runs, uh, you know, U16 down to U. Uh, nine and to be on the bench for those and, and work in the bench. There's, there's six teams in that league, so kind of just being around to support the, the development. I won't be on one specific bench, but just to be there and kind of give them in-game stuff and, um, you know, help them see the game in the, in the course of play. So um, the U13 level is, is that that would be my main focus per se. Uh, that's the team we're talking about, ASL, uh, Asian Super League, as well as going to Quebec. So that, that elite group is the one that I have my, you know, Get pin my name to, so to speak, is my main focus. It's interesting how you say that you're overseeing all the practices and specifically the practice plans. Because to me, even in Canada, where it's a hockey mad, a hockey mad country, I think at times we still fall behind because hockey's a late developing sports for lots of kids. It's still statistically proven that it is. And so some kids at the age of eight are more advanced. Some kids don't start playing until they're nine or ten. But you know, a lot of the emphasis is on the top tiers. Oh, you know, the top tiers, and so they get the best coaches. And then a lot of times it's dad or mom volunteering at, at tier two or three. And you might have some really good athletes, but and they're not getting proctor, uh, proper practice plans. So you outline the practice plan. Even if you're not there for every team's practice, they're going to have a sense of, okay, this is what we work on. And I think that's genius because I think that helps all the kids because you might have a kid who's a really good athlete who's just learning at 10, and he might not have all the the skill set until he's 14, but he'll understand what he's doing at a younger age, which is beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really well said. And that's that's the truth of it. You want to give him that support, being the good, you know, the good information. I think whether you're elite or, you know, you're elite at some triple a level or single a like the information and what the what the plan is and what you're trying to develop is what's important again that information the drills um just because someone can do it at eight better than someone at 11 doesn't mean that like you said later on down the road the, the development catches up um you know that's what's really important is, is just giving them you know what to focus on my plan coming in I, I set some hero zones up for myself um, you know, for the big picture at the end of the year, what I would be satisfied with having developed here over the course of the year. And, you know, it's, it's important that we touch on those and, and each practice plan has a bit of each one of those in it. And there's a, that's a purpose. And also being community, you know, being uh, communication with the kids, let them know, like, this is the plan, like this is what we want to get towards. And this is why we're doing all this stuff. And that's something that's changed too in today's era. It's like, you get, you know, as a coach, you got to explain the why, which is good. Why are we doing this? You might get that from a kid where 10, 15 years ago, why question would have been like, you're a punk, shut up. Um, now it's more like if someone asks why, you're like, because A, B, and C. Yeah. And if you can't explain the A, B, and C, then you got to kind of take a deeper dive as a coach because that's, I think it is important that you know exactly what you're giving out. Rob Shrimp joins. So, Rob, do you mind sharing, like, what are some of the things that you're looking to gain by the end of the year? Like, what are some of your focal points? I, you know, I said my really 
obtainable goals, 10% faster than the speed. We do testing, and we test the kids in the first couple weeks, and I have all of them kind of staggered. It's a lot of players, so you can't do one big testing. Um, you know, shooting, same thing, 10%. And then another piece was passion, and there's different metrics to gauge. It's tough. Some of the stuff is not easy, uh, yeah. easily um, gauged, but we we're going to put some metrics to it and some baselines and try to meet those on a, you know, a quarterly basis, so to speak. So to now we're checking you, in with the coaches. Yeah. So when you want to say get faster, then obviously you must have some drills in your mind that, Hey, if we work on this, like, you know, simple thing is like a proper start, but then a crossover start, right. Uh, different things like that. What do you, what do you incorporate that you think is going to help kids be able to improve their speed? Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, you break it down, you uh, reverse engineer it, so to speak. You figure out what what you need again—a fast start, stride progression. Um, you know, and all the stuff inside of our drills um, that are going to add up. So we test them to get the baseline, and then we set it. In two months, we're going to have another testing. So in, inside of that two month box, we're going to be—that's where we're working on explosive starts, uh, stride progression, stride lengthening, all that. Because balance drills, and it's all going to add up. And that's our target: is to get better on that on those numbers for their speed test. Uh, shooting, same thing. We're going to get a number, see what their power, what their shot looks like as far as speed. And then we're going to add, you know, weight transfer drills. We're going to be working on all these kind of things of, you know, how to drive power behind the shot, snapping of the wrist. And then in two months, we're going to get another number to get another gauge. So the drills just kind of facilitate that. And then it's going to show the players the growth of why, you know, why we did the drills, what we were shooting for in that small target at 10% better. And once they hit it, it's going to be exciting. You know, if you say, you know, we're going to be 80 percent better. You're set, kind of setting yourself up for failure because you can't promise that 10 percent. You definitely can inside of a small window. Um, and that's I think that's going to be a really cool organized plan here for, you know, I like it where it's going. The coaches have all got their head around it and they're excited to do it. And I'm here to facilitate with drills If they have, you know, we're a team effort here. It's not Rob Shrimp brings everything to Hong Kong. It's, you know, I brought a staff in here as well. So we're working together as a group to kind of get those drills right and you know get the development package together. So how did this all come about, Rob? Like, did you make a presentation to, to the Tigers? Did they reach out to you? How did you become the executive director of the Hong Kong Junior Tigers? Uh, yeah, no, through a mutual friend, Rory Rollick, who's actually in Thailand. He's for Edmonton boy. Yes. I met him. I met him like, you know, she's like 20 years ago when I was out there, maybe like 18 years ago. We had a mutual friend who just, um, you know, the guy... Jason had kept tabs on me. He always, you know, for about three, four years, every couple months, he'd send me a note saying hi, checking in, let me know how Rory was doing and, and such forth. And then out of the blue last March, he asked me, hey, my buddy's got a, uh, you know, director of hockey operations role. Would you be interested in the call? I said, yeah, I'll call. I'll have a call with him. And then it sounded interesting. So I flew out here and, and checked it out. And I thought, you know, this would be a great place for my family and I. And why not give it a try and, and see how it goes? And that's, you know, the rest is history. Now we're here. Now, have you seen Rory lately? Is he still, is he still like rocking the uh, looking like a California surfer haircut? <laughs> I haven't seen him yet. We're going to see him in the ASL though. Him and I are uh, co-commissioning uh, that that initiative. Okay. The ASL. So I'll see him in, in uh, Bangkok here. I think in November, and then in uh, South Korea in February, and then again back in Bangkok in February. Oh, so that... we'll see each other a few times. Oh, that's fantastic, man! So, so he's over. So you got a few Canadian guys that are over there, really trying to help grow the game in the Asian community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, before I let you go, Rob, when you watch today's NHL now, and I, and I saw you, you had an interview recently, and you talked about, you know what? 
and there's lots of players, like certain guys, you know, go back to any generation that you're like, man, I was almost born in the wrong generation and how the game's played then to how it is now. Um, are you are you okay with that? Is, do you look and say, damn, if I was 15 years younger, like, like when I look at Trevor Zegras, Trevor Zegras was basically, you know, what Rob Shrimp was coming out of junior. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think in some regard, for sure. I think, uh, um, you know, he's doing the, he's got the flair. He's got that, you know, he's got a lot of things to his game that are different and unique. And I think I was kind of right in the same wheelhouse I was. So uh, different, unique, skilled, you know, doing things. But now it's, it blends in, right? So, um, yeah, it's, it's a different time. Different time, totally. No, it totally is, and and I know it's it's far enough removed. I think I can probably ask you this question, like because I, I would hope anyway. It seems like you're in a really good space, but was there ever a time where you look back and said, "Hey, you know, what would I have liked to have done different? Was there anything I could have done different, or was that just your path?" And you're like, "Hey, you know what? It happens. It's like the NHL is hard. Like, let's be realistic. It's hard to to get there, and it's really hard to even stay there." When you look back on it and you have a beard, you ever look and say, maybe there's something I would have focused on different or I would like to have done different for my career at all? Uh, you know, I'm not, not really, to be honest with you. Um, I think if I went back, I, I would have gone full press and just been who I was. Okay. Um, being fine with, I guess, being Trevor's egress of 2005. Yeah. Rob Shrimp, because it wouldn't be Trevor's egress. was barely born yet. Yeah. I would have been more myself, and I just kind of, you know, I got to this place where I just got, like, pegged like a YouTube guy or some crap. But the point, you know, the, the reality of it was, like, I could do all that stuff in YouTube, but I also was scoring, like, 145 points in a major junior league. Like, yeah. it wasn't just a YouTube guy. Like, so it's kind of like, and then I got a little bit branded. That, that part of it, I sh- you know, I should have just went full force with it and just embraced it. And, yeah, yeah, I'm skilled, and I can do these things with the puck because someone else can't. doesn't make me a punk. Yes. Uh, and it doesn't make the person that can't do it not good. It's just we're different. Yeah. We're on the same page. And, uh, you know, I kind of got pegged a little bit like that. So it's just, uh, I think, more embraced it. You know, I think I think back then and now, too, my, my cousin is a, is a major player at YouTube. I, I should have been asking him what to do and, <laughs> and making a page. You know, he does yeah. YouTube manages their partnerships. I, I should have been riding that and had, I would have had the first one to have a YouTube channel. So I should have went all the way with it instead of, uh, at some point I had to kind of, like, deflect from it yeah. for some reason well and you know and what? that's and the reason i asked that was because we had terry ryan on earlier he was an eighth overall pick you know a 50 goal scorer uh, in junior similar to yourself and and he like said if there was one thing he would have done different was he would have been more of himself and 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 be like he didn't ask a lot of questions he was like oh yeah you know i'll just do what valerie burry does rather than say no no no, i want to do it this way right and he said because you're kind of programmed a little bit and and hockey i think has changed somewhat that you know nowadays as you mentioned earlier guys can ask questions and it's not looked upon negatively or even just be yourself and be you know hey man i'm gonna toe drag some guy here and yeah i get that i'm not gonna do it when it's uh you know protecting the lead with 30 seconds left for instance but you know it's interesting how because if you had to somehow not be yourself then you're likely not going to be able to perform to the best of your capabilities fair oh absolutely you're trying to be somebody else which is not how you got there and that's not how you're going to survive yeah so i think it's tough yeah i think that it's tough to have that kind of uh i guess strength and belief in yourself when you're young like you're you're right at the cusp of your what you dreamed about your whole childhood of making so you're going to do whatever you know what I mean? You're going to take whatever is in front of you, so to speak. You yeah. Kind of, so I guess that strength of us, like, 
I guess, embracing it and be comfortable in my own skin, which I think the kids are now. They're not getting like, you know, they're not getting like uh, molded or it's tough to say it this way. Like when you're, when I was my era, you had to like buy your time. You know what I mean? You had to like eat, what's the right word? Molded or like, they, they want, it was called, yeah, it you was want ranked. to mold it into, rank. yeah, into somebody that maybe wasn't your, you know, your authentic self as how you were as a player and just say, well, you know what, we want you to be this way. And in hindsight, obviously it doesn't make a lot of sense for a lot. So, yeah. you know, that's another attribute that obviously in your experience, because coaching nowadays, the X and O's are one thing. The communication factor is such a huge thing as well for kids. And I think your experiences, that's something that uh, you're going to be able to share and, and your help your experiences with a lot of young kids. So they can maybe understand it and know how to deal with it better. Yeah. Then communication is key and information is as much as you can tell and talk about and, and not all information. It's not to say that uh, what I have to say is the end all be all, but I'll give the players everything that I've experienced, everything, I, everything I know in a situation, whether it's on the ice, off the ice, whatever it might be, I'll give them as much information as I understand. You do in a situation on the ice, same thing. This is why we do it. This is the details in the move, or you know, what we're trying to get here. If we're trying to score a goal, how to set it up. Here's all the information. Now, you go make a picture out of it. If you, you know, I can help you walk one way. I know one way to do it for sure, or a couple ways to do it. If there's a way you want to do it, this is the information. Go play with it, <laughs> be no. creative. But here's this here's the end piece of what you're trying to get. Now, makes sense. Well, Rob, we'll have to follow up in a few months to see how how life is going, uh, how the hockey development is going in Hong Kong. We really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. No problem. Good luck with the new show. Appreciate it. That is uh, Rob Shrimp. He's the executive director of the Hong Kong Junior Tigers. Uh, you know, another few guys, uh, Canadians over there, trying to grow the game in, in Asia. It's fantastic. It's awesome. Uh, when we return... And that was around the NHL brought to you by McDonald's. We will get to our uh, fantasy focus and our play Alberta picks. You can get involved, of course. 833-401-1440 is our Jiffy Lube inbox text line. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Getting set to roll on. Edmonton Sports Leader TSN 1260. Uh, Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. 
Con man, we make our uh, Play Alberta picks of the day. Uh, we do a $20 wager, and all the money we, we win, hopefully there's some by the end of the month, uh, all goes to uh, charity. Uh, this month, it is for Kids Sport. Con man, did you, uh, did you make, because I know we got some good texts in, did you make the uh, the final selections? Yeah, we had a couple come in here, uh, spread it out amongst the games tonight. Uh, don't want to put it all in one spot. So one that came in, we had the under in the Bills and Jets, Gregor, I know I don't like that one. I know you don't like that one. We don't like to take the under, but uh, Declan gave it the, the nod of approval as well. He's a Bills fan, so we're going to take the insider there. Uh, we're also going to take what we think is somewhat of an easy one, a little add-on. That's the Houston Astros to beat the Oakland Athletics. And uh, Oh, I like that. Yeah, Sometimes you got to have an easy one. Just a little add-on. We probably just jinxed it, but this is this is the one. This is a heart pick for me. The San Diego Padres to upset the Dodgers tonight. Uh, that $20 bet will cash into $123 if it goes through. So yes, that's a big, uh, we're going for it. I might have to, I might have to put a ban on unders after today. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. If it loses, yeah. then we might just say, we're not ever going under. Doesn't mean we're going over, but we just might avoid it in the, in the future. So, uh, here's the kid sport. Hopefully it wins. Now let's get to the, uh, fantasy report brought to you by. Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated, and a proud partner of the MyShack Group of Companies. It's nextgentransportation.com. And, uh, Cods, it was a, a unique weekend for fantasy football, uh, more so because there were some obvious starts that completely fell on their face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were some guys that, you know, I know I'll, I'll own it myself. I talked about it a little bit on the frenzy today. Uh, Joe Burrow, I thought, I thought he'd throw one touchdown. I thought he'd complete a couple big plays. You have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. You got Boyd. You know, you got some playmakers. Even Joe makes it in the passing game. In the past, he's shown that he could be a big time player. Uh, but certainly that was a mistake. And, you know, by proxy with that, if you had T. Higgins, if you had Jamar Chase, receivers who we expect big things out of. It just was not happening in week one. On the flip side, though, Gregor, there was some surprises, right? I mean, you look at a few guys. Jordan Love, imagine if he would start at him. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, we we like him, but not too many people look at him as a fantasy juggernaut, and he absolutely shredded that Chargers secondary. Brandon Ayuk, a guy who you know has all the talent in the world, but with the way Kyle Shanahan runs his offense, it, it hasn't necessarily translated on a consistent basis, and he goes off and scores two touchdowns. Uh, Michael Pittman with the Colts. Kind of a random one there. Takes a screen all the way. There were some some surprising ones. We'll see how it pans out and how it trends for the remainder of the year. But, yeah, some guys, uh, some receivers out there especially, not being targeted in the passing game. Mike Williams, another one for the Chargers. You're hoping that changes because I know people invested pretty highly in them. Uh, also, now, depends, I guess. It only impacts you fantasy-wise if you have the Chiefs defense, I would think. But uh, Mr. Clark has uh, ended his holdout. He agrees to a one-year deal. With the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, so uh, that's good news. I'm kind of surprised that's all he went with. So he's betting on himself again. So uh, we'll see uh, how that goes. Um, you know, there's some uh, injury issues out there. Um, is uh, John uh, Harbaugh confirms that uh, J.K. Hobbins that uh, has a Achilles tear? So uh, fantasy owners, that's not good news. Uh, he is done for the uh, season. Uh, Austin Eckler is uh, unclear if he's going to practice or not. Uh, so we'll see that. There's a few other guys that, you know, Aaron Jones um, had a little bit of a hamstring issue. You saw that when he uh, went into the end zone. Uh, they don't think it's serious, but man, he was off to an unbelievable start. And and how he got that injury was was just unfortunate because there was really no one around him. He's just running. All of a sudden, boom, you see him grab the back of it. Uh, but he kept running because normally sometimes you've seen guys like go down like they're shot. So 
Hopefully it wasn't too serious. Now, tonight, what's your expectations for this Jets offense? We know that Roger knows his OC, right? They got Wilson. What, what do you make of the Jets offense? Well, uh, good good to note for those who <clears throat> might be looking at Brees Hall. I mean, he, he is questionable to play. I don't know if we've got the final update there for him. Uh, if he is playing, obviously, I think that lessens the value of Dalvin Cook. You want him to get all those red zone carries, but Brees Hall, big-time playmaker. There are two tackles, both battling injuries. So if he, Dwayne Brown and Mekhi Becton obviously doesn't impact you directly through fantasy, but you got to factor in. This Bills defense is very good, and if you're playing with a couple backup tackles, that could be a problem, so that could slow things down. I still like Aaron Rodgers, though, to get the ball out of his hands quickly. So if you've got Alan Lazard, uh, Garrett Wilson, I, I think he got some pretty good picks there. Uh, the tight end position, Tyler Conklin, I don't know. We'll find out. I know in the past, Aaron Rodgers has been very hit and miss with his tight ends. Big Bob Tanyan occasionally would make the big play, but he wasn't someone you could rely on. I, I think this this Green Bay, or sorry, woo, slip of the tongue there. New York Jets offense is uh, still going to be loaded, even if there are injuries amongst the tackles. Uh, they're going to make it tough on Buffalo. I know Buffalo has a strong defense. Uh, I think we've got a Kyer, Elam is going to be playing, and so is Micah Hyde. But they're going to make their plays, I think. And, and I think you'll be safe if you go with uh, a couple of receivers from the Jets. And uh, the Bills, what do you make of Diggs? I've, I've heard some people wondering if, you know, Diggs in, in Buffalo, if that's going to become an issue. I mean, I, I don't know what the problem would be. I'm going to look at Declan and gauge what I see here. But he's a big-time Bills fan. I, I mean, you have Josh Allen. You have a guy who has an absolute rocket launcher for an arm. He can buy time, uh, giving you chances to, to create separation and get open down there. I don't. I don't really know what the problem would be, but I. I don't know if I like his matchup tonight. Sauce Gardner is an absolute stud. He's shut down. Uh, yeah. If it's me, I'm sending him to follow Stephon Diggs. I know you've got Gabe Davis as well, but uh, I take my chances with other people. Stephon Diggs, I think, is a guy that can really break it open. So I think he's going to have Sauce Gardner all over him tonight, covered in sauce, and we'll see. We'll see. I think that might be a risky play tonight. And uh, where are you tonight? Because the con man, every Monday, you will be live at the uh, Canadian Brew House. Lewis Estates, correct? Heading out to Lewis Estates, yeah. The old stomping grounds, the West End. Oh, oh where you grew up. So uh, all those who, uh, who know the con man, stop in if you're looking. Great deals, by the way. Their, their package to win a trip to the Super Bowl is mm-hmm. utterly amazing. You know how expensive Super Bowl tickets are now? Like, that's mind-blowing. You're going to get to go to the uh, Super Bowl. So uh, check it out. Mondays and Thursdays at the uh, Canadian Brew House. Uh, Connor is uh, at Mondays. Uh, Brandon, of course, will be every Thursday. So uh, tonight, Lewis Estates, Canadian Brew House. You can join Connor Halley and uh, enter into win your chance to be going to the Super Bowl. Whew, be a lot of fun. It has been a loaded, loaded show for you today. I want to thank all of our guests. If you missed any of them, you can go to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Obviously, go to jasongregor.com for the individual interviews. We had Warren Moon, Andy Petrillo, Rob Shrimp, Speck, Ruben Bronte, and, of course, our Monday co-host, Terry Ryan, was with us as well. So thank you all. The text line is humming. Uh, emails is great in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Uh, we truly appreciate uh, everyone who uh, who listens to the show. We're happy to have you. And uh, tell a friend. And if you're watching on uh, YouTube at Orders Nation, please hit the subscribe button. Once we get to 20K, which hopefully is done before the season, uh, we're going to be giving away tickets. People are going to be going just for subscribing. It's easy. It's simple. Let's get to the con man and a sports center update brought to you by Ewell. They give you pre- more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your projects? Contact Ewell to discuss how they can partner with your success. E-W-E-L dot C-A. Good night. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.